You're listening to a podcast from Victory Alabang. Our love for Christ is evident in showing compassion to the poor. Discover more about this truth in this message by Pastor Ryan Gidor. I'm totally amazed with the second installment of our In Act series. This is the second part, and the word In Act means to put into practice a belief or idea. And it is a posture of an individual who wants to apply whatever he has learned for the past few years of his existence. In our own definition, the word in act means every nation in action, that we would want to respond to what God has called us to do, thus in Victory Philippines, okay? Like Victory Alabang and the rest of our Victory churches in this country, we are part of a worldwide family of churches. Thus, if you go abroad, you will... Uh, encounter every nation churches, and we are not just uh, really uh, making a difference in this country, but we are doing it globally. How many of you here, you're part, and you're proud that you're part of every nation? Amen. And I hope you are proud, because this message uh, series will help you have a grasp and be inspired to actively what participate in every nation mission. Thus, the series is all about our mission as a movement that is totally what anchored in God's Word, that we don't do things based on what we think is right, what we think is proper. Lahat po ng gawain natin dito, it is always from God's Word. Isn't that amazing? Everything that we do is from the Bible. Thus, the mission statement of every nation is that we would want to honor God by establishing Christ-centered gathering or ministries, and I believe with all my heart that you will never go wrong if you honor God and you do things that pleases the Lord Jesus Christ in life, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to be successful, how many of you here, you want to be successful in life? Amen? All of us across the board. The reason why I believe that indeed a lot of us will be successful because of this question, if you know how to ask yourself if whatever endeavors you are in, is honoring God, you will not fail. So if you have decisions or plans in life or person that you want to marry, ask God always, does it really honor Him? If it pleases God, everything will fall on the right places. Amen. And thus, we are a Christ-centered ministry, spirit-empowered and socially responsible. Hindi lang tayo social, okay? We are socially responsible that more than just this gathering, more than just this fellowship and this entity, that there is a responsibility that God has blessed us with. And I hope that as we really learn what God has called us to do, I hope that you will uh, eventually okay, embrace uh, who we are as a ministry, that we are socially responsible churches and campus ministries in every nation. So my question is, what is social responsibility? How to be socially responsible? And I want you to understand that being socially uh, responsible has a lot to do with applying your faith outside of this gathering. Because a lot of people out there, they believe that by just being part and taking part in this gathering, opening your Bible, raising your hands and lifting your hands and singing songs is enough. Remember this. We cannot measure if you do really understand the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ if the way that you measure if you really have an encounter with the gospel, are the things that you do on a weekly basis. That's not, in fact, how you quantify and measure if you do understand the gospel. The best way, okay, do you want to hear this loud and clear? 
the best way to measure if you have an encounter with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is that you see your life reaching out to people that are harassed, needy, and helpless. That is being socially responsible. If you're not moved by the poor people outside of this gathering, you have to ask yourself, do I really understand the gospel? And once in a while, let me confess this to you. At times, I'm desensitized with what is happening out there. And I don't feel that I need to do something. My reason at times is that I want to leave it to the government. But the government doesn't understand what the gospel is. And people like us, we have a collision with the gospel that we cannot help but tell people about who God is. That is why this ministry, and I hope you're proud of it, that we're not just gathered here enjoying really uh, the presence of God, but we would want to go out of this room and be responsible of the calling that God has placed for our ministry. Thus, it is important that all of us, more than just anything else, that we do understand that by just trying to what comply to our daily activities every Sunday, that we come to church, we line up outside, we think that's the role that God has placed on your lap, and after we're done with the service, we live our lives, and we think that the people outside of this ministry or this gathering who doesn't have any relationship with God are really are not our responsibility. Because if you do understand the gospel, you will do something about it. A lot of people as well on the other side of the spectrum, marami po sa atin, that they're doing great things, good works, as their means of what? Of expressing how good they are. Remember this, faith without good works is dead. Okay? That your faith has to what? Have fruits. Some, they have so much fruits. They want to serve. They want to help the poor and the needy. But they don't have the faith. Good works alone will not change a human heart. And I will explain further. Because faith without works is what? Dead or works without faith is dead. Because at the end of the day, you need to understand that we're not just here okay, to pacify whatever they want and they need. At the end of the day, poverty is not just an economic problem. It is a sin problem. At the end of the day, I can give you all the money that I have. I have so much money. Okay? I just want to kid you. I can bless you with so much money, but if your heart is not transformed by the gospel, you will live like, act like, think like, smile like a poor person. Do you understand? A poor person is not something that we malign and we laugh and, and we, we kid around. A poor person is somebody who has accepted his plight and has lived a life of hopelessness. And no amount of money can give you hope. Amen. It is only through the power of the gospel that you will have hope. And how many of you here can testify that the day you accepted Christ, that in the midst of the storms, through the waves and the winds of life, okay, that though life is not that easy, because of the gospel in your heart, you have hope. Amen. Some of you here, you have so many problems, and the answers are so few. Do you understand? But you choose to come here because you have this living hope. Amen. Some of you here, if you look at your life in the past, you don't have the capacity to accommodate God's transforming power. Here you are today, you're changed. How many of you here nagugulat kayo na nagbabago ang buhay niyo? Do you understand? Kahit yung demonyo nagugulat. 
that you're changed, you're transformed by God. Because at the end of the day, whatever we do with our lives has a lot to do with the power of the gospel. When you have the gospel, you now understand why do we do what we are doing. Some of us, we grew up in a culture we're in, we are advised and asked to what? To follow orders. Growing up, I follow uh, orders that at times I've overlooked the very heart of why I do things. My parents would always tell me to study well and, and memorize my lessons. How many of you here can relate with me? And after you're done with the exam, okay, uh, you, you can't keep track of what you have studied. And thus, the reason why I don't comprehend whatever I've read because somebody just asked me to memorize and comply to what they're asking from me. Not knowing that at the end of the day, I have to take it to heart. I have to know the why I'm doing what I'm doing. For example, for a lot of you here, the reason why you want to lose weight, because you want to look good. I hope you do understand that I have nothing against looking good. But more than that is that we want to stay healthy. Am I correct? You can look good, but unhealthy. Am I correct? At the end of the day, you have to know what motivates you. Because at the end of the day, God is not just satisfied with our works, with what we can do, and with our obedience. A lot of us here, we thought that by complying to what God is asking from us, to go to church, to give to people, to be generous, to be nice to people, to be religious and to read our Bibles, we think that God is pleased with that. More than just the action and more than just us doing what needs to be done, God wants us to be righteous, but He also wants us to know that He's interested what motivates your righteousness. In fact, the Bible says in chapter uh, 6 of Matthew, verse 1, Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by, for then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. God wants us to be righteous, but at times our righteousness is for our own approval and applause. Am I correct? That we do what is right para palakpakan tayo. Hindi po tayo si Yaya Dab or Lola ni Dora. Do you understand? We do what needs to be done because we are motivated by the gospel. Amen. And that is amazing. When you realize the reason why you're doing what is good because you have been accepted by God. The reason why you're doing what is right because you've been approved by God. Amen. That is the gospel. For some of us here, the reason why we're doing what is good because we want God to accept us. We want God to approve us. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been loved, approved, affirmed by God. And when you realize that brought to you by the gospel, you can help but do things that are pleasing to Him. Things that can alleviate the needy, and the poor. I do pray that more than just being a nice person, that you will be conscious that God is both interested with your righteousness and the motivation for your righteousness. No, I can't help but look back and remember a story that, was, that I've read from an article where a little boy has been running around and his mom asked him to sit down. This boy is very, very rebellious. But the boy opted to answer his mom by saying, I just don't want to obey. I want to do my thing. But the mom with all her authority and might asked the boy to sit down and stay still. You know what the boy did? He went and he sat down. 
And he told his mom, I might be what? Sitting from the outside, but I'm standing in the inside. That's what you call rebellion. Some of us, we are merely complying to what is asked of us, but deep in our hearts, we don't want to do things that pleases God because you have never encountered the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thus, I want to read right here in Acts chapter 4, verse 32 to 37. Are you ready? All, say the word all. All the believers were united in heart and mind, and they felt that what they owned was not their own, so they shared everything they had. The apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and God's great blessing was upon them. Amen. How many of you here, you do understand that God wants to bless your life? Amen. Verse 34, there were no needy people among them because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. For instance, there was Joseph, the one the apostles nicknamed Barnabas, which means son of encouragement. He was from the tribe of Levi and came from the island of Cyprus. He sold a field he owned and brought the money to the apostles. Can you join me in a word of prayer? Heavenly Father, we invite your Holy Spirit that you journey with us, that as we develop, look at the posture of what motivates us, Lord God, and there is no other power that motivates us than the power of the gospel. And I pray right now that each and every person will do things, Lord God, because it is not required of us, but it is something, Lord God, that we hold dear in our hearts, and that is your message, the message of the gospel. Lord, I pray that you continue, Lord God, to cause each and every person, Lord God, to hear your word and apply your word, Lord God, as we encounter people in the world that are needy and are in need. Thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. The book of Acts was written by Luke addressed to one of his uh, followers, Theophilus. Apostle Luke was simply saying that you cannot live life just by faith. Your faith has to produce works. Amen. And a lot of us here, okay, a lot of us miss the whole point. And we are very, very comfortable with where we are and how we have enjoyed our Christianity. And I realized one thing, that the best way to measure if you are and you have an encounter with the gospel is that when you face people outside of this gathering, you are what? You are moved to go out of your way and help them out. I know a lot of us can reason with me, Pastor, I don't have the capacity. We're not just talking here uh, of the resources and the money that you have. Okay, you have time, you have a talent. Someday, if given an opportunity that we will have Real Life Foundation, our ministry here in Victory, I hope that you will uh, volunteer and, uh, and you will give your most precious time. The Bible says in Acts 4, verse 32, Now the full number of those who believe were one heart and soul, and no one said, that any of the things that belonged to him was his own, but they have everything or they had everything in common. And the reason why I did mention this, because at the end of the day, the church during the time, okay, are not just consumed with what? With what they have. They had a what? A shared purpose as a what? As a community. At the end of the day, more than just what we enjoy doing every Sunday, I hope that you do understand that our ministry has a purpose. There is something that we want to shoot for. How many of you here are thankful that this ministry has a purpose? And our purpose is to honor God 
and make disciples by being socially responsible. Social responsibility is not who we are. It is the expression of how we would want to honor God. Amen. Because at the end of the day, just like what I mentioned, you have to be motivated not of a requirement or what needs to be done or what we ask you to do. That's not your motivation. Your motivation is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Remember this, the message of obedience, what God is asking you to do has to be empowered by a message. Do you understand? There is a message behind the message. Isn't that amazing? Let me give you an example. Once I asked my wife, okay? I asked my wife if I can go out and go with Pastor King, okay? So that we can just bond and enjoy our fellowship. Ang sagot ng misis ko, gawin mo na yan. Do you understand if women would do that? How many married people in the house? Married people, husbands, come on now, raise your hand, okay? If you feel depressed, you are married. Then if it's kidding, 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 okay? Okay? How many people are married in the house? Married. Okay, if you're thinking twice, ask your wife, are we married? Okay. Okay. If you're married, okay, and if you're about to tie the knot, I want you to always, okay, always hear this uh, or listen to this message, okay? Because women would, what? would always have a subtext or a sub-message. Do you understand? When they say no, pause for a while, usually it's yes. Do you understand? So when God tells us to do something, you just don't do it. There's a message behind that. And the message is the gospel. So what empowers you to do it, because you know, Lord, the gospel tells me that this message has a purpose. A gospel with no purpose is not gospel at all. Because the gospel, okay, wants us to go out of this room and tell people that they need the Lord in their lives. And I hope that you do understand. Because looking back at the age of 12, I started taking drugs. 12 years old. And I'm not proud of it. It was only by the power of the gospel the Lord transformed my life. I realize that apart from the gospel and the Lord Jesus Christ, you will never change. That is why no program can fix this nation. Only the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because left to our own devices, people are very, very selfish. Haven't you noticed? When given opportunity, you will always think of yourself, what you can get and what you deserve. Do you understand? And that is the reason why this, this country is going down the drain because we're so selfish. The gospel tells you to be selfless. The world tells you to be self-centered. The gospel tells you to prioritize other people. The gospel is inclusive, not exclusive. So I hope that you're not putting so much pride of being part of every nation or victory. I know some of you here are very proud that you're part of this gathering. But more than just you being thankful that you're part of this gathering, that you want to bring people in because you know this is the only solution, nothing else. Ladies and gentlemen, there are a lot of poor people in this country. Roughly about 70 to 80%. Only 10% have college degree. And statistically speaking, that's a bad sign. But we believe that when people turn their lives to God, 
I can honestly validate that God will once again give us the opportunity to be the tiger of Asia. Same chapter. There was not a needy person among them. For as many as were owners of the lands or houses sold to them and brought the proceeds of what was sold and laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had need. Because they're set with a purpose. That they're not just so concerned of their needs and their wants. When you look forward, you will be surprised that you will wake up one morning with that passion to overlook what's in it for you. You will prioritize other people. And that's what Jesus Christ did on the cross. It was not his sin. It's our sin. But he took the blow. Isn't that amazing? So when the devil tells you you're guilty, no, I'm not guilty. Jesus Christ, when he was hanging on the cross, he took my pains. He took my sin. He is guilty. The reason why you're guiltless because of what Jesus did. Isn't it amazing? The reason why you can help people. The reason why you can help the needy. Because Jesus Christ went out of his way for you and me. Thus, it is so important that we do understand the church during the time and even today has shared provision. Ladies and gentlemen, provision is a possession. And this is a means to an end. And I hope that more than just what we want in life, we want comfort and pleasure. We want to have a good life. We want to have so much money so we can buy whatever we want. At the end of the day, money was created to be a tool and never your master. So I do pray that God blesses everybody in this room. How many of you here, you want God to bless your life? Let me ask this question once again. Okay? How many of you here, you want God to bless your life? Amen. A few still. How many of you here, you want to be poor? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Everybody wants to be what? Blessed by the Lord. And whatever God blesses us with, it is not just for our own comfort. It should be utilized in the advancement of God's kingdom. I want you to hear this. How many of you here, you have stage fright? Most of us. How many of you here are afraid of telling people of the love of God? Some of us, we hesitate. What? Okay. And I know that indeed at times you think twice going out of your way to tell people about God's love. What if I will tell you that you have all the money in the world and even though you're not a communicator like me or a preacher like any of our pastors, if you have money, people will listen to you. Right? Kahit utal-utal ka pa. Dahil may isang million kang pinamimigay. Okay, pastor, God bless you. Do you understand? And at the end of the day, I'm not saying that if you don't have money, God will not use you. God will still use you. But at the end of the day, Money is not something just for our own consumption. It should be utilized for the advancement of God's kingdom. The reason why God has a reason to bless your life, because when you go out of this room, the Lord will bless your life. Because when you go out of this room, you will leverage on what you have to bring more people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Your mom, your dad, your cousin, your ex-boyfriend will come to know the Lord. Probably not through you but her girlfriend. Amen? Do you understand? Sakit naman. Do you understand? Iniwan na nga ako, naging Christian pa. Do you understand? Pupunta pa ng langit. Do you understand? Life isn't fair. 
Ano ba naman yan, Lord? Do you understand? Yaya dabang dating. There was not a needy person among them, for as many as were owners of the lands or houses sold them and brought the proceeds of what was sold and laid it at the apostles' feet, and it was distributed to each as any had in need. More than just their personal consumption. More than just what they want and what they need, they're thinking of the rest of the group. Because the gospel tells you to share. It is not a requirement. And I know a lot of us here, we need to twist your arm to give. Am I correct? Once in a while. Once in a while. But with the gospel, you're always surprised why you're doing it. And just like what I've mentioned a while ago, minsan surprised tayo, bakit nagbabago ang buhay ko? Do you understand? Kahit yung demonyo nagtatanong, ba't nagbabago ang buhay mo? Do you understand? But you're changed. Because you can stop the gospel from progressing. You can suppress the gospel. In fact, if you have the gospel in your system, you can't help but tell people about it. The day that you fell in love, amen? Kahit itik mo yung bibig mo pag in love ka, kita sa mata mo. You can't, you, can't, you can't suppress it, am I correct? The first time some of you lied to your parents because you fell in love. Saan ka galing? Group study. Do you understand ang group study? Pwede ba? Baka Bible study. Do you understand? At the end of the day, when you are full of that passion and love, you can't help but tell people about it. And when you have the resources, I hope that our businesses, our really our position in any company should be utilized for the needy, for the helpless, for the harassed. So there are a lot of people out there that God is lining up. My question with all of us in this room, are you just blessed because you want to be blessed? Or are you blessed to be a blessing? Amen. More than just being a blessing. There is something that we have overlooked. You are blessed to be a blessing. Amen. Amen. That's only half of the story. You are blessed to be a blessing. But you need to understand that church has shared passion. More than just being blessed, that your message of being blessed by the Lord is accompanied by the preaching of the gospel. Isipin nyo to. If there is a poor person, if there is a needy, and I have the money to bless the person, will it change his life, yes or no? I can bless that person if his heart is what? Still hopeless. Which no amount of money can solve the problem. Pag hopeless ka, kahit anong pera, maraming ang mayayaman nagpapakamatay. Hopeless. So the message this evening, it's not just about people that are poor. People that are hopeless. So we provide just like what Jesus did. He prayed for sick people. They recovered. But he has to arrest the heart. Go and sin no more. Am I correct? That's the same thing that we will be doing in the coming weeks, months, and years. That we want to help people. We want to provide and compensate their needs and their wants. But I hope you do understand that we cannot just bless them. Because if you just bless them, they'll be back on square one. Parang ano lang yan eh? Parang baboy. Masaktan ako dun ah. Okay? I'm yung biik. Do you understand? Uh, uh, you, you get that piglet wherever it is, and usually it's dirty. And you clean that piglet, wash it, and over and over again, put perfume and get a spray paint, a black spray paint, treat it like a Dalmatian dog, spray on it, and, and put a ribbon on it, and, and, and treat it like a teddy bear. Do you understand? 
and bring it in your room, hug it and cuddle it and enjoy the company of that piglet. The following day, that piglet will be back in, in where? In the pig pen. Ano sa Tagalog yung pig pen? Babuyan. Di baboy siya, no? Alam nga tauhan, di ba? Kasi baboy nga eh. Pastor Edray, I hate you. Okay. Babuyan! Because baboy pa rin yung puso niya. Do you understand? Bakit ba tayo nag-uusap ng baboy? Okay. We can use any other animal. Am I correct? My point for telling you this is that at the end of the day, I can help you, but if your, your heart is not changed, you will never move past your what? Your limitations. At the end of the day, the people in the Bible, and with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. That they're not just giving money away. They're not just blessing the people that are in need. That they testify that Jesus Christ is the answer. If I give you money and you're done with money, you'll be back in the same depression and condition of hopelessness. Money can be long gone, but if you have Christ, you will have hope. At the end of the day, you cannot buy hope. It has to collide with the transforming power of the gospel. Ladies and gentlemen, more than just how we can bless people, let's invite our friends. Let's invite the needy. Let's invite the poor. At the end of the day, all of us has the power to tell the poor, Yes, I can give you breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But the ultimate source of your hope is the Lord Jesus Christ, not me. Amen. Because that's the only way this country can and will recover. Amen. The goal is that we preach the gospel. Because we can provide earthly solution to bring salvation. We use what we have so that more needy, helpless, and are in need can have the opportunity to come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do pray that you will recognize that we are not just a church. We are not just a ministry confined in this room where we enjoy the preaching of the word and we're entertained once in a while. But I hope that you do recognize that even this church we have so many responsibilities in our lap, but we want to be socially responsible. That we're not just giving the responsibility to the government, but we want to take on the responsibility because after all, we are a product of the gospel. And thus, I want to inform all of you that we have a ministry known as Real Life Foundation for the people that are poor and people, even students who cannot send themselves to school. We give them full scholarship. And our goal is not just to provide education. Because statistically speaking, people that has an, a, 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 a college degree has a higher probability of uprooting his own family from poverty. So people has to finish a degree to find work, to alleviate their economic condition. Church, we have a foundation. And we want to thank you for giving this foundation. If I give you money and you're done with money, you'll be back in the same depression and condition of hopelessness. Money can be long gone, but if you have Christ, you will have hope. At the end of the day, you cannot buy hope. It has to collide with the transforming power of the gospel. Ladies and gentlemen, more than just how we can bless people, let's invite our friends. Let's invite the needy. Let's invite the poor. At the end of the day, all of us has the power to tell the poor, yes, I can give you breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 
But the ultimate source of your hope is the Lord Jesus Christ, not me. Amen. Because that's the only way this country can and will recover. Amen. The goal is that we preach the gospel. Because we can provide earthly solution to bring salvation. We use what we have so that more needy, helpless, and are in need can have the opportunity to come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. I do pray that you will recognize that we are not just a church. We are not just a ministry confined in this room where we enjoy the preaching of the word and we're entertained once in a while. But I hope that you do recognize that even this church, we have so many responsibilities in our lap, but we want to be socially responsible. That we're not just giving the responsibility to the government, but we want to take on the responsibility because after all, we are a product of the gospel. And thus, I want to inform all of you that we have a ministry known as Real Life Foundation for the people that are poor and people, even students who cannot send themselves to school. We give them full scholarship and our goal is not just to provide education. Because statistically speaking, people that has a college degree has a higher probability of uprooting his own family from poverty. So people has to finish a degree to find work to alleviate their economic condition. Church, we have a foundation. And we want to thank you for giving this foundation. We have hope. Hindi po nagagawa ng overnight yan. But I hope you do understand that the bottom line of everything that we're doing is that at the end of the day, through Real Life Foundation, we can go and make disciples of all nations. The bottom line of this is that we just don't want to alleviate their condition. We just don't want to help them. We want heart transformation. That's the only way that this nation can recover. I do pray that once again, we will witness while we are still alive that we will have a better Philippines. Amen. Amen. Can we just bow our heads and close our eyes? I want to call the music team. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity that you've given each and every one of us that more than just, Lord, the comforts of being in church, Lord, you recalibrate our motivation that whatever we have experienced, Lord God, of having you in our lives, let it reflect the way we interface and interact with people. I pray for each and every person in this room that has a family member who has been living a life of poverty, who has been living a life of hopelessness, that if you're the person right now, if you have a, a poor person in your family, or you growing up as an individual has been enslaved by that mentality, that you're poor, and you cannot recover. Whether that is you or your family, I want you to raise your hand right now across the room. I will bless and pray for you. Just raise your hand across the room. I know there's more. If you have a, or you are in a poor family, raise your hand. Or growing up, you're poor, raise your hand. Or a family member who's struggling economically, I want you to raise your hand. I want you to raise your hand as high as you can. 
Lord, with the hands that are lifted high, I pray that you change our hearts, Father. Because we believe that you are a God of abundance. Though our lives have been victimized by poverty, Lord, at times we feel like life is really unfair. But we don't have a choice. We're a product of a poor family. And we're blaming no one. And this is why I am asking that you intervene in our lives. So that when we are blessed, we become a blessing. And we can use whatever you have blessed us with to preach the gospel. Thank you that you will bless each and every person in this room. I want you to receive right now. That God wants to bless you. You can put down your hands. As we continue to bow our heads and close our eyes, nobody looking around. If you're living a life of hopelessness, or you know in your heart that you don't have God because you struggle a life of sin, you have done what is important and necessary to be free from sin, and you find yourself enslaved to sin. You need God to intervene. So if you want God to intervene in your life, give you hope and a future. I will pray a simple prayer of accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Na kung saan binibigyan mo ng pagkakataon ng Panginoon na pumasok sa puso ng bawat isa or sa puso mo. And you're asking God to come and enter your life. To start all over again. Na kung saan ang Panginoon may bagong panimula sa puso natin at sa buhay natin. And if you want that kind of life, I want you to pray this prayer after me. Say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, say this after me. Lord Jesus, I repent from all known sins and I want to follow you for the rest of my life. Thank you for the hope because I can start all over again. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen and Amen. Praise God. We hope you were inspired by that message. Listen to more podcasts from our website at www.victoryalabang.org and in Victory Alabang app. Thank you and stay connected.